0: All right, Taryn, I'm not quite sure how we're going to do this. How are we going to squeeze seven hours worth of content from last night into a one-hour program? We're going to try. We're going gonna to give it the old college try to do this. But just believe was, in the
2: power of positivity, and it will happen.
0: There was a lot that happened last night, and um, I'll just say this much. There is a reason that uh, I scheduled off my my regular job down the hall on 700 WOW. there was no way that I was going to be coming in at 4 o'clock in the morning the the night after the Royal Rumble, mostly because I couldn't guarantee that the Rumble would end before my shift began. It was 10 o'clock last night when the Women's Royal Rumble ended. We still had two title matches and the Men's Royal Rumble match at 10 o'clock at night
2: and I loved every minute of it.
0: I, it was a good show. It, it, was, it was solid. I'm I'm hesitant to go to great. There were some things that happened last night that that kind of had me scratching my head a little bit, but I, I kind of felt maybe they played it safe uh, in, in certain areas. But uh, overall, I, it was a solid show, and it definitely set the table up very nicely uh, as we head into WrestleMania. By the way, thank you for joining us here tonight. This is No Holds Barred. I'm Rick Uccino. That is uh, Taryn Bland. And this is a talk show devoted strictly to wrestling. So wrestling fans, if you want to chime in on what you thought about the Royal Rumble tonight, we'll open up the phone lines early. At number 513-749-1530. And 513-749-1530. And uh, let's, let's just talk about what we know right off the bat. We know <sighs> that Becky Lynch and Seth <sighs> Rollins are going to be in title matches at WrestleMania. And I could not be more ecstatic about it I'm gonna try to withhold. Be I'm going try and hold back the fanboy just inside me. Go, go
2: on, let it out. Go I, on, get it out right it now. It was
0: the best. It, it was the happiest I had felt watching a sporting event in ever, ever. As a Cincinnati fan, I don't have a whole lot to hold on to. You know, the Jay Bruce uh, walk-off home run to clinch the division in 2010. That's the the Bengals making the playoffs. I have not felt that ecstatic. At least watching WWE since Dean Ambrose cashed in and won the uh, won the world title uh, at Money in the Bank. I have not felt that happy in a long time, and that's that's the fan in me talking. Because we wouldn't be do, we wouldn't be doing the show if we weren't wrestling fans. Becky is by far my favorite, and I loved of, every second of what it. What a
2: roller coaster of emotions you were on last night!
0: It it started off rough because um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't I was not a fan of the clean victory at first but I understand it and I definitely was not a fan of the tap out victory and I'm still not I loved it. I know you did. I loved it. I get it. And look, you wanted you wanted both Becky and Asuka to come off looking strong, right? You didn't want either one of them. Look, Becky was not going to walk away with the SmackDown Women's title. It wasn't going to happen. She was obviously destined to win the Royal Rumble, and I fully expect her to come out tonight and challenge Ronda Rousey for the main event of WrestleMania 35. So she had bigger and better things that she's moving on to down the line. I would have gone with, uh, I I was expecting some kind of interference to end that match. Um, there really wasn't a whole lot of, of sidebar stuff last night. Not a lot of, what, they had one Sasha Banks interview in backstage, and other than that, it was just all matches, mostly because they didn't have time for it. Uh, as we talked about, they, they squeezed a lot of stuff into this event. But I was fully expecting some form of interference, if there was going to be clean, I would have gone more for the, you know, the old pass out. Like I, I, I passed out. You my body really gave wanted up. You
2: really her to be stone cold? This, I do. That's so bad. I
0: do. I, I want her to be. Yes, yes, I do. Some, I want her to be a complete and
2: total bad, bad lass, shall I say? Some things you just can't recreate. I loved, I loved the fact that she tapped out. It made Oscar look. It made her look like the way she she came in. WWE. Yes, Oscar
0: is one hundred percent back to being a a legit. Badass, shall we say? Because yeah, she was really hurt by that that Charlotte loss at last year's WrestleMania, and her her career just went into a nosedive, and she fell into obscurity on on the on the card. There was weeks at a time that she wasn't even on SmackDown, and now she is back. She had that was arguably her the biggest win of her career on the main roster, and that includes winning the title a month and a half ago. Because now she has. A win, a solid win, a clean win over arguably the hottest talent on the entire roster right now. So that worked out great for Oscar. I still would have gone uh, with the uh, a pass out finish, but I, I, it's a minor complaint to what overall was a great match to open up the show.
2: And with that, up, up could lead to a potential storyline if if Ronda decides to take take time off. A potential storyline down the road. Becky and Oscar continue unfinished business. And this
0: is what we were talking about yesterday. You had mentioned that Charlotte was more of Becky's Triple H. Yes, and she needed to find
2: the uh, her rock. And Sasha proved that she she should be her rock last night.
0: I was. I'm actually going more Oscar. Actually, to be completely honest with you, I mean that that is something that they could revisit down the line at some point. Um and those two could go back and forth. I'm not one for 50-50 booking, but I would fully expect Becky at some point to get a win over Asuka. I don't think that's going to be the last time uh, that they compete. We're going to talk more about the women's division uh, coming up at uh, 6.35, because the WWE did something last night that was incredible, and they deserve a lot of credit for it uh, in their storytelling. But uh, just moving on, a couple other um, a couple other quick hitters. Uh, the tag team match, SmackDown Tag Team Champion, predictable I think we all thought Miz and Sheamus or Sheamus Miz and Shane McMahon were going to win one of the spots of the night. Shane McMahon, forty nine years old, doing a shooting star press. I got got to applaud him on that. That was that that, was that was that was that was was a moment, not the moment, but that was definitely a moment of the night.
2: The sob literally has no fear. (laughs) No,
0: and he's not. Look, he's not a, a wrestler like in the traditional sense. He's a great performer. Very athletic for a guy his age. He can do some good things, better in small doses. I fully expect this to deteriorate quickly, and Miz and, and Shane McMahon probably going to be in a match at WrestleMania, I would think, this year. I don't expect this this new uh, buddy-buddy routine to to last very long.
2: And I hate it. I, I, I mean, Seamus sh- I mean, Seamus. You got me saying Seamus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shane McMahon should not be wrestling at this day and age. Like, there's enough SmackDown talent on the roster where Shane does not have to. You have a team like Sanity who can't get
0: on SmackDown television. They haven't been on except for setting up that Survivor Series pre show win where they had like 10 tag teams and it was a bunch of dudes you haven't seen. We haven't seen. Um, uh, Anderson and Gallows for a long time. We you ha- you already have you have four legitimate tag teams on SmackDown. You have barely any on Raw. And the Miz and Shane McMahon are now the tag champs. Well you guys got guys like the Usos and the New
2: Day and Sanity and, me- and
0: Anderson and Gallows and riding the pine pony.
2: And meanwhile, Shane McMahon is still in charge of SmackDown. Well in charge of SmackDown and Raw. And Raw. And Raw. Yeah. He's still an authority figure. That's why I don't I don't I really don't get what
0: they're doing. I know they're trying to set something up between him and the Miz for a program down down the line at WrestleMania, but I don't, I, I don't get. I don't expect this. At least I hope that this tag team title run does not last very long. Maybe New even, day. maybe it even ends. With the new day win, ah, I'm going sanity. They got to do something with them. Uh, I do want to kind of touch a, a little bit more on the on the women's division just real quick because Ronda and Sasha arguably put on the
2: the match of the night last arguably, night. Arguably, that was the match of the there night. There
0: were a lot of good matches last night, but it was it was brutal. There were times where I legitimately thought Sasha was going to win that match, which she
2: should have won. I actually uh, I actually I actually thought during the match she should have won. Well, not not knowing that. Uh, Becky already lost but I'll, before the show I was like maybe Ronda could win the, the Royal Rumble
0: the Royal Rumble right come, that, f- come that, full that was circle a, yeah that was a that was the thought process maybe if uh, if Becky wins the, the Smackdown Championship to open up the show Ronda loses and then she yeah there was there was that thought process but I still think they booked it correctly you want Ronda to be undefeated to go on this run up to Wrestlemania and then lose to Becky Lynch have that be the first legitimate loss at WrestleMania, especially if Ronda is going and to be taking Ronda some t- time
2: off. Then Ronda takes the Oscar route and just fades off or, or becomes she, well, obsolete.
0: There are those reports out there she's going to take time off anyway. So she loses at Mania. She rides off into the sunset for a year or two years to, to make a family. She
2: and classifies herself as obsolete. I'm sure. Uh,
0: talking about the Rumble matches themselves, just, just really quickly, um, I would have reversed the order. I think having Becky win the way that she did. Oh, you and this Becky talk! God, look, it was the ni- It was the moment of the night. The two biggest pops of the entire night
2: it was when Fit Finley allowed her to go down to which, the ring. Which, by the way, who who put Fit Finley in charge? <laughs> Fit Finley put Fit Finley in charge. He didn't have the shillelagh with him. He, why did? Are son- you going to argue with Fit Finley? Yes. <laughs> his, his, his son was running rough shot. Hornswoggle <laughs> came out running eliminated <laughs> selena vega well helped eliminate I helped selena- eliminate selena vega yes yeah well who put him in charge when he? when does he have
0: any authority he's he's had some authority for a long time he's i mean he's obviously one of the dudes backstage he, he's one of the showrunners but the two biggest pops of the night were when she got allowed to go to the ring and when she won the, the, the Royal Rumble last night. And I think that that should have closed the... Sh-
1: Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com. To claim your free
0: welcome bonus, that's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. No, so,
0: and I say that only because it did a major disservice to Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles because that match immediately following the Women's Royal Rumble, the crowd was spent. It was absolutely spent last night. They were not invested in what overall was a very good match, once again, between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. The weird ending aside... That killed it for me. It Yeah, it was a bad ending. It, it, that ending made AJ Styles look bad. It made Daniel Bryan look bad. And I don't know what Eric Rowan, who made the surprise return, has anything to do with any of this... Are they starting a new faction? Uh, I mean, what are we gonna call this? The Dollar Shave Club? Are we gonna get? <laughs> are, are we gonna get uh, all the big bushy beard dudes I think out there? I, I,
2: I, something tells me I, I think this is a way to bring back Bray Wyatt. You have Brian having control over Rowan, and maybe Luke Harper down the road. Yeah. So then- what?
0: A surrogate. Wyatt family, but now with Daniel Bryan as the leader. And I, then, then, I don't think that does anything for Bray Wyatt, and I want to get to Bray Wyatt in a little
2: bit because... He comes back and says y- you, you want to take control of my brothers. I when I when He made both of them. And this is how you betray me? I... I don't know. I there like
0: I said, this is one of the big question marks that I had last night. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand where they're going with it. Are the Bludgeon Brothers just dead? Yes. Like they were the tag Clearly. champs. They were the tag champs, and then Eric Rowan got hurt. I don't think the gimmick was really working. Uh but they haven't been working since they left Bray Wyatt. That's that's true. Hey, remember Luke Harper was the Intercontinental Champion for about 8 minutes. Remember that? Now you remember that.
2: Yeah, I took I, took a, I <laughs> took a nap and he and he lost. So the
0: the the crowd kind of killed the Daniel Bryan match. The ending killed the, that match. And I'm I, again, I have a lot of questions. Obviously, that feud's not dead. I was really hoping that it, to have a clean finish because I wanted them to go in a completely different direction. Because my choice for the Royal Rumble last night was the return of Bray Wyatt to come back as a babyface and be that that top baby face on SmackDown to challenge Daniel Bryan heading into WrestleMania, and then it didn't happen. He didn't show up. And my question is, if, if he's healthy and he's been on television for months and you can't bring him back for the Royal Rumble, what are you doing and when are you bringing him back, or do you just not care because you don't have anything for him to do? That seemed like the perfect time to bring back a lot of these guys. There was no KO in that match. There was no Sami Zayn in that match. There was no Bray Wyatt in that match. There was no Kenny Omega in that match. There really wasn't that that big shock and awe return. Instead of KO, Sami Zayn, and Bray Wyatt, we got Kurt Hawkins, Titus O'Neal, and who was the other one? The uh, Oh yeah, I almost forgot. No Way Jose, who... No Way Jose, <laughs> no Wait, whose walk Jose, to the ring was no, literally what? six times longer than his actual time in the match, maybe even ten times longer. What he got two seconds, the two second elimination. Now I understand that match was going on way too long, and you got to have some quick eliminators. But that 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 Royal Rumble match just kind of lacked some star power for me last night.
2: It did, but you know what? But you know what it does? It now makes this week's Monday Night Raw tomorrow SmackDown Live must watch because you didn't have you didn't have these guys debut uh, return at the Rumble. Right. So now potential returns tonight and tomorrow. And here's the thing with
0: with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. These guys had major surgeries. So maybe they're not quite cleared yet. That that could be the issue with them. Um but again, the, and Kenny Omega, obviously, that that was a pipe dream. I know that's something that you called, but look, I mean even reports came out today that, you know, he's going to AEW. I think we all saw that coming. Yeah. It would have taken a major overpay for WWE to to pull him in and maybe even a major storyline uh, going down the road, but I mean you couldn't pull you couldn't pull John Cena into that match. Like I know he wasn't supposed to be in it in the first place, but you couldn't figure out a way to bring him in. I would have much rather seen John Cena in that match than than Titus O'Neill or Kurt or Kurt Hawkins. Well, like, for all
2: we know, he was in there because remember we can't see John Cena. <laughs> That's nicely done. So, and for the record, I did pick more correct returns. Than okay,
0: you. can I just say that we both suck? Like. <laughs> So, for those of you who might have missed the show yesterday, there were 17 open spots in both Royal Rumble matches. And Taryn and and I ran down who we thought would be our surprise picks. There were 17 open spots. Taryn won three to two. That's how bad we both are. We went three to two. Technically, I went 0 for 7. I went 0 for 7 in the women's match, and then Becky replaced Lana. And I I got won by a technicality. Other yes. than that, all I hit was Kurt Angle. That was it. And Thanks. there's an and, and real quick talking about Kurt Angle. This is somebody that I don't. I kind of don't understand what they're doing with him. He comes back every now and again. Obviously, he's not a full time wrestler anymore. He's older. He's got. He's had neck problems in the past. They're being safe with him. But when he comes back anymore, he's just kind of getting his butt kicked, and then. Going away, like is this this is this really how we want to see Kurt Angle's career come to an end? Is entering fourth in a Royal Rumble and then getting eliminated four minutes later?
2: Not at all. I mean, and then he has a match tonight against uh, Baron Corbin. They already announced it on Raw. Well, obviously, so they're so they're rehashing that old storyline. Yes. Uh, so
0: does he? Is he going to win that match? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, he showed up the night Baron Corbin got fired, and he won that match because there were eight other people who showed up. And they kicked Baron Corbin's butt, and he was able to you know to get the pin. But I don't know. The other match uh, that we haven't gotten to yet that I did want to bring up uh, real quickly was the uh, the Universal Championship match last night. And despite the ending,
2: the reigning, defending, undisputed UNI- WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that. Uh, besides the ending.
0: I thought that match was booked brilliantly last night. Bringing back Brock's, uh, what was it, a diverticulitis, the issues that he had in UFC, bringing that back into a storyline and making that as a conceivable way for a smaller guy like Finn Balor to hurt Brock Lesnar and legitimately almost win that match, I thought was was very well done. Both As bad as the booking was for the WWE Championship match, the booking for the Universal Tunnel match was brilliant because both Brock Lesnar and both Finn Balor came off looking very strong last night.
2: Had no problems with that match uh, at all. Lasted, lasted uh right amount of time.
0: I thought that was the best Brock Lesnar match that he's had since he came back. In he, all seriousness, I thought it was the best one that he's uh,
2: had. No, the, the year... The Survivor Series when he took on AJ Styles, I think that one was I think that was his best match. That that that's a definitely that's that's number two. But actually, I, uh remember, like style, remember
0: when he completely and totally brutalized John Cena. Like John yes. Cena, uh, that okay, Six that C one, suplex. yeah, that was the best one where he ended up f fiving him on his steel steps just because I I was I had such John Cena fatigue at the time, <laughs> I, I think that was arguably uh, of his best match. So a, a lot to, a, a lot to process from the Royal Rumble last night. Again, overall, I got some question marks. I've scratched my head at certain spots. I was jumping out of my chair at times. I thought it was way too long. Overall, solid pay per view maybe not great you could talk me into it being great i want to get your thoughts on it 513-749-1530 and 513-749-1530 uh we only got about 40 minutes left a lot more to talk about including the the one surprise entrant in the men's royal rumble we'll get to that coming up here soon this is espn 1530 Taryn, you're back on my good side now. All, all the Becky bashing that you've done all weekend long.
2: You came through for me. You did it for I'm, me. I'm, I'm just giving guys like you and Tony from Dry Ridge <laughs> what they want.
0: So is Tony from Dry Ridge off the list No, now? he's still, he's still no, on the list. No, Tony, if Tony from Dry Ridge is listening, I want you to call back in because we need to take you off of the list. There is no reason... No reason whatsoever that anybody should be put on the list just for being a Becky Lynch fan. He compared
2: ha- Jaron Cumberland and Becky Lynch to that today on Moses' show. What? Yes,
0: I missed that. How did that work? What? What?
2: Yes, you want to know who who was, who had a hotter who was hotter yesterday, Becky Lynch or Jaron Cumberland. He he even, well obviously he, Becky he, Lynch he first even, and foremost. He, he went even to say that Jaron Cumberland is the man. Ooh, okay, never
0: mind. He's back on the list. <laughs> He's, you're, you're back on the list on that one. All right. So I want to get into the, the men's Royal Rumble match a little bit here in about 10 minutes or so, because there was the, the one big thing that happened at the end. We talked about there being a lack of surprise entrance. There really, there was one big surprise entrance at the end. And I want to get into that conversation a little bit uh, here in about 10 minutes. But first off, I, I have a plea. I have a plea to make to the city leaders, to the higher-ups, to those who own massive sports venues here in Cincinnati. Taryn, I got a question for you. When was the last time a WWE pay-per-view was held in Cincinnati? I can't honestly remember. I was a senior in high school. It was 2006. Freshman in high school. 2006. Cyber Sunday, a pay-per-view that doesn't even exist anymore at what was back then.
3: With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com Are you feeling lucky?
0: Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at
2: cbp.gov slash careers.
0: I'm called the First Star Center, which is now U.S. Bank Arena. Would you like to know who was on the card for Cyber Sunday in 2006? Was John Cena on the card? He was on the card. All right. John Cena was in a triple threat match with the Big Show and King
2: Booka oh, I remember that. For
0: th- the World Heavyweight Championship.
2: Because fans got to vote which title would be on the line, and they voted. Yep, I remember that very clearly. Ric
0: Flair and Roddy Piper with Dusty Rhodes and Sergeant Slaughter defeated the Spirit, Spirit Squad, Squad. Yep. which included Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. So the last time Cincinnati had a pay-per-view, Dolph Ziggler wasn't even Dolph Ziggler yet. And both Roddy Piper and Dusty Rhodes were still alive. Lita was still wrestling. She defeated Mickey James in a Lumberjill match for the Vacant Women's Championship. Rated RKO. Edge and Randy Orton defeated DX, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H in a tag team, t- in a tag team match with Eric Bischoff as the special guest referee. Jeff Hardy defeated Kalito, Carlito excuse me, for the IC Championship. Crime Time. Defeated the Highlanders, Charlie Haas and Viscera, and Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch in a Texas Tornado match. You want to talk about the state of the tag team division being bad Which now. I'm still
2: upset crime time <laughs> has never been tag team champions. Well, that's, a tra- that's a travesty.
0: Maybe it's time to bring JTG and Shad Gaspard back.
2: They've been tweeting they're interested. They are interested.
0: They'd probably just end up on the... Uh, uh, they probably just end up being a uh, you know a dark match tag team like a lot of these guys are nowadays. They don't know what to do with the tag teams they have now, let alone what they would do. They brought the Dudley boys back and couldn't find anything for them to do. You well, expect them to bring back Crime Time and have something for them well, that's to do? Because
2: the my boys, the <laughs> New Day were so over. Yeah, that's true.
0: The new New Day was pretty over. By the way, the last match on that card was Umaga defeating Kane. So Rest again, peace, the, the the last time that. A WWE pay-per-view came to Cincinnati. There were multiple guys who were on that card who are no longer living. And there are several other guys who are on this card who are now retired. There are a few people who are still kicking it around nowadays. But my point is, it has been way too long. 13 years. I get U.S. Bank Arena is not maybe the sexiest venue for WWE pay-per-view. That's where they bring in Raw. That's where they bring in SmackDown, and the crowds are always big, and the cr- they, they sell out, and it's a raucous crowd, and it, it's a good time. I think Cincinnati is a strong WWE market. If I tr- honestly, truly did not believe that, we would not be doing this show right now.
2: Exactly. All right?
0: That's, that's why, you know, I that's why we pitched this show. That's why we're doing it is because I truly believe there is a strong WWE fan base here in Cincinnati. And we deserve to have a pay-per-view here. And I am pleading. I am begging anybody with the reds, anybody with the Bengals, any uh, uh, Jeff birding. I'm talking to you directly right now. If you can hear me, cut your promo, When, when that, when the new FC Cincinnati stadium is done in 2021, can we try and get a WWE pay-per-view? Now it's going to have to be an outdoor event, and I get it. There's going to have there's going to be a risk of rain. I get that. I'm not asking for WrestleMania. I'm not asking for the Royal Rumble. I'm not even asking for SummerSlam. I'm asking for TLC. I'm asking for uh, Hell in a Cell. Uh, give me give me backlash for crying out loud. Give me something. Fastlane. Give me Fastlane. Fastlane back-to-back years has been in Columbus and Cleveland. Why not Cincinnati? Why not Cincinnati? Can we get this done? I'm begging. I'm pleading. Can we get this done in some way, shape, or form? It has to happen. We, it's been way too long. They've done it. In, they did it at a baseball field last night. They can do it at Great American Ballpark sometime in the near future. I really feel we can get this done, Terrence. Yes. 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 yes! I will die on this hill that this needs to happen. Please, is there anybody else out there that agrees with me? 513-749-1530. We're going to talk. hopefully take some of your calls. And, uh, again, I want to talk about something remarkable that happened last night with the women's division. We'll talk about that next. This is No Holds Barred, special edition of No Holds Barred Live, right here on ESPN 1530. Once again, Seth Rollins did absolutely deliver last night. It was overall, I, I, like I said, I thought the men's Royal Rumble was was pretty good. It was solid. It lacked a little bit of star power. But um, I, I will just say it was a bit predictable. When the final four, when it got down to Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Andrade, and uh, Dolph Ziggler, did anybody really think Seth Rollins wasn't winning that match?
2: No, but Dolph Ziggler entering surprised shocked me.
0: Yeah, uh, especially since uh, just earlier that day in our uh, spoiler alert uh, report, he went full Jericho, okay? (laughs) He gave an interview where he said he was on hiatus from WWE. He hadn't been on TV in weeks. And he completely just flat out obviously lied in that interview. He was all excited about having a weekend off. It was his first weekend off in 10 years, and this, that, and the other thing. And now all of a sudden he comes back. (laughs) <laughs> and just comes out and eliminates Drew McIntyre uh, in the Royal Rumble match last night. So uh, obviously Dolph Ziggler, uh, who was a a big topic of conversation in our show yesterday. We got a lot of calls, a lot of Dolph Ziggler fans out there. Uh, he's going to be sticking around, or maybe he's not. Who knows? It's Dolph Ziggler. He apparently is just going to do uh, whatever it is that that he wants to do. But that was, the, I think, the big difference between the two Rumble matches last night was a predictability factor, because even in the last couple of moments of that of the Women's Royal Rumble match I still wasn't 100% sure that Becky was going to win. I honestly thought it could we, have gone either way and that's part of the reason why I was on the edge of my seat is I didn't know who really was going to
2: win when it came knew down to who it. was going to win. We knew Vince couldn't afford the fans to hijack another Royal Rumble. If if Charlotte wins, the fans hijack the show, the rest of the night the show is is ruined. But it's still the just it's just the way that
0: and the, and this is coming from a Becky fan. The way that they have booked Becky it's always her having to, you know, climb over mountains and, and always go through obstacles and this, that, and the other thing and getting to rest. I was fully expecting them to have Charlotte win that match because they love Charlotte so much. And then Becky would have to f- fight and scratch and claw and get her way into the into the main event in some way, somehow. And I'm, uh, I was very, very happy that they just said, nope, Becky wins and she's going to be in WrestleMania. And that's how they ended it. So I, I wasn't 100% sold on the finish of that match. And that's why I thought that. Finish was better because honestly, when it got down to the final four, I knew we all knew Seth Rollins was going to win that. Keep it honest, that you
2: cried when Becky Lynch won. didn't Oh, you?
0: proudly, proudly, there were, with a tear in my eye. Yes, I was, I was, I was happy. I was extremely happy. Tony from Dry Ridge, he heard my message. He called in, big Becky Lynch guy. Tony, you're off the list. You're back on ESPN 1530.
3: What's going on, man? Uh, yeah, I think honestly, Becky and Jared Cumberland both had. Great Sundays, if you know of my comparison <laughs> to Mo, and I throw that at him just for Taryn's sake, because uh, I know Taryn enough. As uh,
0: as much as many wrestling references as we can get on Mo's show, I think it's the. I think it's it's it just makes for a better better Mo well, show. I really believe it, because you could just hear the disdain in his voice when he has to talk about professional wrestling, or when he has to pimp this show. Oh, he hates it so much. You can just tell, and it's lovely. Well, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful you thing.
3: You know what? Here's the thing. If Mo ever does watch it, he's never going to come and tell you guys anyway. At least Mo will let <laughs> you mention it.
0: <laughs> That's true, and we are very appreciative of yeah, that. Yeah.
3: It's great. One night, and Karen may remember this. Lance had a show on about the Ten biggest crowds ever to the Cincinnati Gardens.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep,
3: and three or four of them were wrestling matches. The days of the old Bobo Brazil versus the Sheep. You know, and that's going by just a little kid then. You know, and remember hearing people out here say they went to go drove down there and see that. You know, and the thing about it is, uh, it's funny. When everybody wants to talk about being at the different events that draw those monster crowds, the one thing we weren't allowed to talk about on there—the last one—quickly never—you know—I take that call would be if you brought up stories you heard about the wrestling. But I told Taryn one. I got to mention this to you because I know you're a big wrestling fan too. Yep. I do think a PPV would work great in Cincinnati. I think it would really go big. And I'll tell you, I was at a Nitro show back in the OWCW, NWO Wars with, with the WWF at that time. And it was the night, and you'll remember this, after the Bret Hart screw job at Montreal.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh.
3: Rick Rude and a bunch of the guys in locker really got mad about that. You know, Night Heart jumped when, when Bret went over to. Joined with Bischoff, and, and uh, I think Natalia's dad did too. And Rick Rude, who had a contract coming up to an end with Vince, was really upset the way Bret Hart got did. And Rick was injured then, but he was working as a manager in the WWE. And Rick was married to a local girl out here at Dry Ridge. Uh, actually, this girl, her mom run this beauty salon, her dad run the popular gas stop. So anyway, Rick made up his mind. He wasn't going to say anything, but he worked out a deal fish shop behind the scenes. And Rick is the only wrestler that appeared on a Sunday night pay-per-view for the WWF. Showed up on Raw the following night because they taped one in advance. I here I am down at the Nitro Show because 22 of us more got tickets. And we went down there and they piped the last match over the intercom where we could hear Heenan's comments and to hear Heenan going, Oh my God, what's he doing here? Where Sting come out is blasted coconut and them with the ball bat. He dropped down from the roof with the masked face like a crow and the place is going nuts. And here comes rude down there out of nowhere. And, uh, he, he he attacked Sting from behind and to hear Heenan screaming, oh my God, what's he doing here? He don't work for this company. So so and he was
0: on both Raw and Nitro on the same night? On the same, same in the night. Same night. I honestly very, don't remember that, to be completely can, honest with you. you and you're older and than me. Screwed. I am older than you.
3: Yeah, you can look it up, and he did it because he thought, you know, Vince screwed, you know, a lot of people really, you know, so that's a honest screwed job because Brett had done so much for him and I don't think he really wanted to leave. But you can look that up. But he appeared on both shows the same night and had been on the pay per view the night before and Jeff Jarrett done that one time and Vince but he told him I'm gonna show up at, on W C W tomorrow night. Vince got so mad at that time. He had Jeff drop it. I think it was the T V title the or Mills title, but he had him drop it to China just as a Screw Smart you, TV. basically, yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I and and Tony, I appreciate the call. Thanks, man. We uh, we're, we're running short on time. There's a lot more I got to get to, but uh, yeah, Good Tony, show. yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, Tony. Quickly becoming our uh, our number one fan here. Uh, if you'd like to chime in, we we do have a little bit of time. 513-749-1530. I do remember, you know, the uh, them showing the because uh, they didn't always used to have raw live as Tony alluded to. They Correct. would they would tape it. I remember WCW showing when Mick Foley won the world ch- the world championship on Raw. They showed the result of the match. On Monday Night Nitro, and everybody immediately tuned out. Six hundred thousand people tuned out and switched over to Raw to watch Mick Foley win the WWE Championship or WWF title. Arguably the, the Bec- biggest pop ever. Arguably, yes. That w- and uh, yeah, because Foley uh, was the uh, the Becky Lynch back then, and everybody loved her. <laughs> and hi- or excuse me, loved him. And uh, it was one of the, the yes. What did you like? You said one of the biggest pops ever. I remember Chris Benoit. Winning the WCW championship.
2: You actually, you actually said his name.
0: I, I'm i allowed. I'm not affiliated. I'm allowed. I remember Chris Benoit beating Sid Vicious for the WCW championship on a Sunday night pay-per-view event and showing up on Monday Night Raw the next night. But I really didn't, I, I had no idea about the, the Rick Rude being mm-hmm. on both Raw and Nitro on the same
2: night. That was back when Ted Turner could tell Eric Bischoff, hey, you write, Open checkbook. Yep, here it is. Blank check. Whatever you need, go get these guys. Yep. And
0: uh, it almost worked if they just had... uh if
2: they would have kept it, their mouth shut.
0: It just got... Uh, <laughs> that whole thing. We could do an entire show on what sank. The Monday w- Night Wars. <laughs> yeah, what sank. It, it, it all started with that Mick Foley incident. That mm-hmm. was that was the beginning of the end uh, for WCW. We're going to take uh, one last break here. Uh Again, something happened last night. What WWE did last night with the women's division was absolutely brilliant. And I wish they could do it with the men's division more often. We're going to get into that next. This is No Holds Barred. Ricky Chino, Taren bland Bland, uh, coming up, uh, heading until the top of the hour here on ESPN 1530. <laughs> Taren, you may be bouncing up and down doing your best Brock Lesnar impersonation right now, but I can tell you one thing. I am, I cannot tell you how ecstatic I am that we're about to have another build to WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar showing up four times between
2: now and April. Wait, wait, wait. wait it, it, it's Brock Lesnar.
0: He's a glorified part-timer, and I'm sick of it. I'm so tired of it. He had a great match with Finn Balor last night. Finn Balor should have walked away with the... Uh, with the Universal Championship, and that's, uh, that's all I'm going to say about it.
2: No that. Demon fan. I was. I mean, they didn't advertise it, but I was hoping they throw a swerve if in there.
0: If they were going to book him to win, he would have come out as a Demon. But they're not going to have the Demon lose. The Demon has to remain undefeated. And, they're yeah, they're only going to bring it. I guarantee you, whatever match he's in at WrestleMania, he'll show up as the Demon. I hope I'll, so. I'll put any kind of money down on that. No, not any kind of money. As we know, I'm already 0 for 1 on bets on this. Uh, I owe you dinner, by the way. All right, so... There was one thing that uh, I thought was brilliant last night. and We we talked about this earlier about how the ending to the WWE championship match was was pretty weak. And it, it made AJ Styles look bad. It made Daniel Bryan look bad. And I have no idea what they're doing there. And on the other side, look at the three women's matches last night. WWE did something brilliantly last night. They made Asuka, Becky, Charlotte... Sasha, Ronda, Nia, and Bailey all look incredibly strong last night. Not a single one of your top female stars on the main roster last night looked bad in any way, shape, or form at all last night. They, I mean, I don't know what got into Bailey last night, but that was the best. Bailey performance I have seen in a long time, Taryn.
2: As much as I want to disagree with you, I I can't. There's nothing. You're you're right. Bailey looked great. Sasha looked great. All their all their top women's athletes they all look great. Yeah, I mean,
0: they had to find a way for obviously people to lose these matches. I mean. Obviously, the, the the weakest I thought anybody looked all night was was Becky when she tapped out to Oscar. But even then, it was a a, a modified Oscar lock that looked, yeah, you know, obvi- it looked painful.
2: She had to do extra to.
0: Yeah, she had to she had to take Becky to the absolute limit for her to tap out and lose that match. Same with Sasha. Sasha didn't tap; she got pinned. I would have much rather have seen Becky get pinned than tap out in that match. But, uh. Eh- that, that Sasha-Ronda match was fantastic. I think it was exactly what everybody wanted to see when those two uh, finally got in the ring together. Bayley looked great. And then arguably the moment, one of the top moments of the night happened, not in the Women's Royal Rumble, because Nia looked, she looked fairly strong in the in the Women's Royal Rumble, but then she comes out and attacks your boy, R-Truth, who was entering th- 30th overall in the Men's Royal Rumble. R-Truth had more screen time. Truth mania. R-Truth had more screen time introducing Jack Swagger in his MMA debut this past weekend than he did doing his actual job at the Royal Rumble. He got more mic time, he got more screen time, and he didn't get beat up by Nia Jax when he introduced Jack Swagger this past weekend. Who won, by the way? He won handily in his uh, MMA debut, so good job for Jake Hager who's still doing his We the People thing, by the way. It's it's hilarious. You could tell nobody at that event knew what the hell was going on when the We the People thing popped up on the billboard. But Nia enters in the Men's Royal Rumble, and they did something that they haven't done in a long time. They actually had the male wrestlers intentionally hit Nia Jax, and it all started with a monster superkick, from Dolph Ziggler, that led to a six-one-nine from Rey Mysterio, and <laughs> ended with an RKO out of nowhere from Randy Orton. And Nia was uh, poking fun at herself on Twitter this morning. She said she has no regrets about that. But uh, Taryn, you were kind of losing your mind a little bit on Twitter. Yes. About this, I-, I wanted to get your your take on Nia entering the men's Royal Rumble, and not only entering it, but but actually getting getting, getting, getting beat up. up a
2: bit in this match. I loved every moment of it. <laughs> highly entertaining you want to step in there with the, with the, with the big boys they treat you like the big boy absolutely it was it wasn't you know it
0: wasn't beth phoenix you know doing the whole oh i'm gonna kiss i'm gonna make out with great Kali and and then get pull him over and then get bumped off the side it wasn't there was no incidental contact in this she first off did they had did they have to do mustafa ali like that like he, it was great storytelling because he he walks up to her being the good guy that he is. He's like, "I'm not gonna hit you," and then she smacks the crap out of him and throws him over the top rope. And Mustafa Ali, by the way, had a great Rumble match last great night. Great showing, and uh, I think they're they're quickly building him up. I'm a big fan of his. I hope that he gets a singles uh, title run here soon. But uh, it, it was I didn't understand it. I didn't think it was needed, but I will say it was highly, highly entertaining, and one of the best moments of the night. It didn't mean a single thing. Like, like I said, there was no rhyme or reason to it other than to service the fans and give them something to, to go home happy about at the end of the show. We're taking it back to the Attitude Era. I'm loving it. Would you like to see intergender wrestling again? Would you like to see a men's versus women's match where maybe Nia Jax is fighting for the United States Championship or the Intercontinental title
2: or something like that? If it made sense. I wouldn't have a problem with it. If it made sense. Now, I would like to see more uh, mixed tag team matches where you can interchange. Sure.
0: I mean, And if they'd done this a little bit, because every time Ronda Rousey got in the ring with Triple H and Stephanie, Ronda would would attack Triple H. Now, he would never hit her, but Ronda would kick Triple H's butt and have no problem doing it. So uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, A lot's going to be going on on Raw tonight. Uh, They're going to be starting the... uh, the qualifying matches for the women's tag title, which is going to be decided at Elimination Chamber, which is the next time, by the way, that we're going to be on these airwaves. is going to be that Sunday, February 17th, leading up to Elimination Chamber. Uh, we hope you join us. We're going to be breaking down everything that's going on on that pay-per-view. Plus, don't forget to check out ESPN 1530.com. We're going to be putting out a weekly podcast, uh, wrapping up uh, Raw and SmackDown and NXT, maybe possibly 205 Live if something of merit actually happens. Uh, this is No Holds bar. Taryn Bland, Rick Uchino, please uh, join us again and check us out on ESPN1530.com. Goodbye.